This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. The legal battle between the Alabama prison system and the U.S. Department of Justice is now going to be headed up by the Alabama Attorney General's office. A.G. Steve Marshall announced this week that the plan is for his office to take complete control over this case and remove the six attorneys that have been working on it, supplied by the Alabama Department of Corrections. In an email from Alabama Corrections Commissioner John Hamm to A.G. Marshall, Hamm wrote that the ADOC will continue to focus on the critical mission of the department, which is to provide public safety through secure confinement, rehabilitation, and re-entry of offenders into society. The AG's office did not release a public statement on their latest move, but AG Marshall has had ongoing disagreement with the ADOC, especially in regards to early releases of inmates without victim families being notified. Governor Ivey has announced a new highway construction project that's getting underway outside of Birmingham. The 10-mile-long four-lane northern Beltline will connect Highway 31 near Gardendale and State Route 75 near Pinson. The project will get $489 million in federal funding. Congressman Gary Palmer represents that area and says the new highway will bring in more jobs and economic growth. The project will be completed in 2028. The kickoff of this project was attended by the Jefferson County Commission President Jimmy Stevens, Gardendale Mayor Stan Hoagland, Congressman Gary Palmer, Governor Ivey, and other local elected officials. The Alabama Senate President Pro Tem Greg Reed has some encouraging news about the distribution of the state's budget surplus. Reed spoke on Thursday saying that the attitude within the legislature has gone from doubtful that it could ever happen to actually making it a priority and putting it at the top of the list. Reed says the discussion among lawmakers will be about both the surplus money from the state's general fund as well as the Education Trust Fund. Reed says there will be discussions about one-time tax rebates or phasing out the grocery sales tax, saving money or investing money for the state. A former Huntsville police officer in prison since 2021 is now out on bond. William Darby was granted a new trial last week by the Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals. His attorneys then argued that Darby is not a flight risk or danger to society and should be given a bond amount as he was during his first arrest. Now bond has been reinstated for Darby, and he was released from prison on Thursday. The appeals court determined that the jury had not been given sufficient information in the first trial against Darby on how police officers are trained to deal with an armed suspect. Darby has been charged for the fatal shooting of a man while on duty. An inmate at the Limestone Correctional Facility is recovering from an assault by another inmate. The Alabama Department of Corrections is reporting that the attack occurred on April 11th. 43-year-old Karoka Bledsoe was found injured on one of the prison bathroom floors. He had to be hospitalized for further treatment. The ADOC says their law enforcement services division is investigating. The Gulf Coast Hot Air Balloon Festival is coming up soon in Foley. Over 50,000 visitors visitors are expected to take part in the three-day event. The festival will start May 4th through the 6th and involves tethered balloon rides, glow balloons, arts and crafts, live entertainment, and children's activities. This is the 19th year for this event to be held and sponsored by the South Baldwin County Chamber of Commerce and OWA Parks and Resorts. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a ruling has now come from a federal court of appeals regarding the abortion drug mifepristone and the ongoing legal challenges to its distribution. 
The appeal comes right after a Texas judge placed an injunction on the Food and Drug Administration to put a halt on the approval and distribution of the drug to women for abortions. Now the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals out of New Orleans has ruled that the drug Mifepristone can still be used according to the rules that were put out by the FDA back in 2000. However, the recent rule changes by the FDA when it comes to distributing the drugs will not be put in place. The FDA made those rule changes to the drug Mifepristone following the overturning of Roe v. Wade and abortion. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals also ruled that the drug cannot be sent to anyone in the mail, but a woman must see a doctor in order to get the drug. The ruling came out late Wednesday night after the Biden administration responded to the Texas judge's ruling. The whole issue is likely to be taken up to the United States Supreme Court. An arrest has been made regarding a U.S. military member and documents that were leaked out showing a very different picture of what's going on in Ukraine with Russia than what's been painted in the mainstream media here in the U.S. The docs showed that the Ukraine side has sustained an exponential amount of war casualties compared to the Russian side. The docs also reveal that there are U.S. forces on the ground in Ukraine. The leaker of these documents has been identified as a 21-year-old National Air Guardsman, Jack Tahara of Massachusetts. Tahara leaked dozens of U.S. military intelligence documents onto a social media site that was frequented by fans of guns, video games, and war gaming. California Senator Dianne Feinstein is now asking for Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to temporarily fill her seat on the Senate Judiciary Committee so that nominations can go forward. Feinstein has been dealing with serious health issues in the past two months. As a result, the 89-year-old has been missing her duties as a senator on the Judiciary Committee as well as voting on the Senate floor. This has held up the process of nominating judges from the Biden administration since the committee is currently at an even split between Republicans and Democrats. This week, Feinstein's fellow congressional member, House Representative Ro Khanna of California, has called on Feinstein to just resign, saying it's obvious that the senator can no longer fulfill her duties. Other Democrats in Congress, as well as within the media, have now joined the call for Feinstein to step down. An explosion at a Texas dairy farm has now killed almost 20,000 milking cows. The massive explosion occurred on Monday. The cause is still yet to be determined. The Animal Welfare Institute in that state has already declared it the deadliest barn fire in Texas history. The Farmers Weekly is also reporting that the blaze spread so fast that the farm workers were trapped by smoke and flames in the milking parlor and were unable to free the cattle from their stalls. None of the 60 employees at the dairy farm were injured or killed. In January of this year, a fire at a Connecticut egg farm killed tens of thousands of egg-laying chickens. The loss is now at $6 billion for Anheuser-Busch ever since its marketing department embraced transgender Dylan Mulvaney. The dropping shares are all part of backlash coming over Mulvaney being the spokesperson for Bud Light, which included a limited release of Mulvaney's picture as a woman on the front of that can. The Bud Light president of marketing, Alyssa Heinerschneid, said that the reason for the move towards transgenderism is that the Bud Light brand has become out of touch and fratty, in her opinion. And a former constitutional law clerk for Justice Neil Gorsuch is now speaking out about the charges against Donald Trump for having classified documents at his home in Mar-a-Lago. Mike Davis is an attorney who has gone so far as to use the word impeach when it comes to Joe Biden, not Trump. Davis spoke on Lindell TV about how much Biden was involved in this unprecedented raid of Trump's home in Florida and why it all had to be orchestrated. Mar-a-Lago raid was clearly authorized by President Biden because President Biden had to waive President Trump's claim of executive privilege. So Biden knew about this raid before it happened. I think documents are just starting to come out. 
But it's very clear. Biden had to waive executive privilege for Trump, right? So he, he green-lighted Garland's unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on Trump, his political enemy. They went to a biased magistrate judge, Bruce Reinhardt, who had just recused six weeks prior from Trump's civil lawsuit because of magistrate judge Reinhardt's uh, judicial bias based upon his political Facebook post bashing President Trump. Somehow this judicial bias magically went away over six weeks when Garland went to this biased magistrate judge to get this unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on Trump to get back, I would argue, the crossfire hurricane records from Trump that were so politically damaging to Obama and Biden and the deep state. At the same time, Garland is running cover for his boss, Biden, when Biden had stolen classified records from the Obama White House and from the Senate, uh, uh, for that matter. So even worse. So when this comes out, the there, there is going to be evident, impeachable crimes by President Biden that he knew that he was caught with stolen classified records. And so then he weaponized the Justice Department to go after Trump records that President Trump was absolutely allowed to have under the Presidential Records Act. This is impeachable. Data from the U.S. Census Bureau shows a two-year flight of residents from Democrat-run cities and states to other more conservative cities and states. Los Angeles County lost 90,000 people in one year from 2021 to 2022. Cook County in Illinois lost 63,000 in that same time frame. Counties with the most incoming moves were Maricopa County, Arizona, and Harris County, Texas. Six of the 10 counties with the most population growth and moves are in Texas, with an average number of 209,000 new residents in that state. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 